We are recording. Hello, recording. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just naturally really cheesy. It's okay. We need some cheese with our wine. We do need cheese with our wine. We don't, well, we do. We just have a different form of cheese tonight. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. Um, we're gonna talk about conflict tonight. And when conflict comes a knocking, so this is outside sources of conflict. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. The coworker that comes to your cube or your office door and they knock and you look in their eyes and you see all the signs <laughs> of what, Amanda? What do you see? This is something I don't want to be involved with. <laughs> I don't want to be here right now. The end. My day's about ready to get busy. That's <laughs> usually what it means. Busy with non-work activities. This is tasty. Right? It's good. Also, I'm having fun with this silicone wine cup. <laughs> I squishy. feel like we have missed out. I feel like this is probably the same material that they make boobs out of. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. But you can't drink wine out of your plastic boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a couple of years, it might, it might happen. Maybe. Alright. Amanda has done some research on five styles <laughs> of... She's I'm, laughing I'm, because I'm being serious and she can't handle it. I can't it. handle it. <laughs> it's making her trip. It makes me nervous. I'm trying to be serious. It's weird. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I actually, I actually did some work on this podcast. She did. She even sent There's me a quiz. A quiz and to take told me to take it and post screenshot results. the results and send to her. I was like, ooh, she's being serious. I'm efficient, you know. Five minutes before I need to Five minutes. <laughs> hey, I learned that from a girl in college who would bring her layouts into <laughs> the edit room the night before we needed to go to press. I would <laughs> <laughs> It works. <laughs> I, well, yeah. We worked did. best under acute stress. It did work. It worked very well. It did work. Also, there were a lot of conflicts around that, too. So, thank you for bringing that up. Yes. In case you didn't know, I was that girl. And I scared our editors and our instructor very bad with my... Poor prepping. <laughs> Did they ever confront you about that or were they just cowering behind their doors because they thought R confronted me and our instructor also confronted me because she actually tried to give me a bad grade. That is one of the conflicts that has stuck out in my life, actually. I remember coming in 
it was, I don't know, a few days before we were going to start the end of the semester term. Mm -hmm. And um, she, so she was already talking to everyone about grades and she just point blank told me, I want to give you a C on, and I don't remember what exactly it was, but overall project because you didn't bring in enough layouts and your outlines a week before we were supposed to go to press a few times. And I can still visually (laughs) see it in my head, me sitting down beside her and going, have I ever not turned in an assignment? Have I ever left a blank page in the newspaper? Has anyone ever complained about a story I've written? Do you remember seeing errors inside my stories, like grammatical errors? Do you, can you think of any of these things? And her just being like, uh, uh, like twitching. And I'm like, no. Because they don't exist. None of those, none of those things happened. So you're going to give me the grade that I deserve for the end result, which was always A work yeah and she did by the way (laughs) so i'd say you're very good at handling conflict at that point because you got what you wanted if i'm passionate about the subject which is where the coworker comes back into play i don't i'm not passionate about my work but you are i am i don't have any conflicts with coworkers anymore that i am not passionate about their side of it but in retail that would be a whole other story that's true because that was just drama upon drama upon drama like you would go into work and there would be something new that everyone would be in conflict about so where are we going from here you need to, <laughs> no, you no, need to tell us about these five styles of conflict handling okay so the five styles of conflict um, can be broken down to compromiser, avoider, problem solver, accommodator, and competitor? Competitor. I wrote down competitor. <laughs> I did too. And computer. Is that a thing? Is Wait. That a real word? Is it that computer? is how it was. I was like, did I just write down computer? No. Computer. Computer. It is. Computer. Computer. It is computer. Wow. I my mind just was like that's not right and I just naturally changed it to competitor in my mind. So did I. That's weird. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Computer. A computer. That's easily edited. And computer. Yeah, I finished the list. <laughs> We're or we right just leave it all <laughs> in there because I'm too lazy to edit. <laughs> That's why you get all my dumb Valley Girl talks last, last time. Because we realized, nope, we can't re-record what we already <laughs> said. Oops. We suck at that. Okay, so from those five styles, we took the quiz. And we will link where you can find that quiz, too. And... 
I'll just list my results and then we'll yeah, talk about them. Okay. So I was 91% a compromiser. And out of these five, the quiz says that it um, scores them individually. So it will tell you what percentage you are of all five. So you'll get all, all five of them as results. Um, with one being obviously like your primary. So anyway, 91% compromiser. I was 82% a problem solver. I was 50% an avoider. I was 21% an accommodator and 17% a competitor. And right from the beginning, my comment to Amanda was, I'm kind of surprised that computer is not higher on my percentage list. And I thought that was too, because you're kind of like a dog with a bone sometimes, <laughs> if you <laughs> want something. But maybe not. Maybe you do compromise more than you realize. Maybe. Maybe the things I get... I think I'm a computer for other people. Oh, the that things that I get that way about that I am very passionate about usually it's because there's either an experience or someone involved it's part of that guardian thing that we'll get into eventually yeah yeah and my percentages were 91% compromiser 75% avoider 45% problem solver 36% 36% accommodator and 8% competitor. Computer. Computer. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> 8% computer. So I, like, I don't care. I don't fight for as much as you do, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to go, do you want to go through the descriptions of each one? Should we go that far or? Or should we just, like, briefly touch on all of them? Because I feel feel like a lot of women are very skilled at compromising. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a more ladylike way of dealing with conflict or maybe how we're taught to deal with conflict, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is ultimately the best thing. Because I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm so used to pacifying everybody and just getting like the bare minimum of what I need. That when I actually have to go to bat, I don't really have any kind of negotiating skills. Yeah, we don't have the skills in the others. I think men are far higher on the competing mm-hmm. so side of the styles. So they're doing that more. Practiced, yes. And also I think it's easier for women to get to a point in their life where they're kind of like, wait a minute, do I like my life? Because we've spent so much time compromising with all the, of the other people in our lives. I feel like that's true. Especially if you have with a lot of anyway. family in your life. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very family thing to do, to compromise. And sometimes that's the healthiest thing for you to do, I think. Because if you cause a lot of conflict, then you feel like maybe you have to deal with it. As opposed to compromising, everyone's happy. And then you're happy. Mm-hmm. But then... I guess the point is just not to let too much of that go in one direction or the other. Balance. Balance. 
Absolutely. Well, and then, so when the conflict comes to us, it's a little bit different too, because like you said with me, with competing, I'm not as likely to want to compete with conflict that came to me because it's not my issue. Mm-hmm. So I think my results do make sense, which that's kind of the way I tried to answer is if someone brought something to me that I had to deal with, um, how would I handle it? And I see that from two standpoints. As a manager, I see that as being kind of the middleman. And then I think about my relationships mostly um, with family and my husband and if he's got something on his mind that he brings to me that I could perceive as conflict, you know, how am I going to handle those? And between two other people, I think I, I do try to get them to compromise because I want them both to be happy. And then I think it does make sense um, that problem solving was my second one because I feel like that's what I try to do primarily with my husband. And then something I was saying to Amanda earlier too is if I've compromised and I've problem solved and it still doesn't take care of the issue, then I'm out. Like that's where the avoider comes in. That's why that one's in the halfway mark for me. Was that actually 50% for me or 52%? I think it, no, it is. It's It's straight 50 50 for me. Um, Yeah, pretty much after I have tried to compromise and problem solve with someone, I'm done. (laughs) And then if they, yeah, like the drop in the percentages is extreme after that because I really don't like to accommodate other people. And when you take the quiz for yourself, you'll see that the accommodator is described as someone who... um, really wants to placate people and focuses on their feelings they tend to be a very well-liked person which kudos to you if accommodator is a very high percentage for you however it's not for me and I don't tend to care about feelings in situations that I feel like have a reasonable and logical conclusion that needs to be reached but I feel like you would be a computer for an accommodator that is getting ran over. <laughs> that makes mm. sense. Wow. That's because you'll see that true. they're so accommodating that they're willing to sacrifice what they want. And you're like, no. No. Yeah. We can't do this because that's not fair. Because I've seen that in multiple times in work and other things that people stand up for the people who are so accommodating. Mm-hmm. Just talk about yourself in these situations. Because um, avoider see. was your number two. Ooh, You're yeah. like mine drops off. I'll, <laughs> I'll compromise, and then after that, uh, bye bye. Bye. Yeah, I don't. I have a very hard time with conflict. I avoid it at all costs. So if we're not gonna be nice about it and like lay everything out and try to find a compromise, then seventy five percent, I'm already done. If you're not willing to do that. <laughs> and then mine drops off significantly after that because I've like emotionally checked out like it's just actually I've emotionally and 
mentally checked out because it's just not worth my time. Because I feel usually if people are that obstinate that they're emotional or passionate about something and being a hard logical person, it's very hard for me to think that they can come to a logical conclusion after that. Even if I try to problem solve, which will be my third one that I would try at 45%, but I really have no hope at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like I'm a reasonable person. So something that we were kind of talking about that could also be part of our differences in the way that we problem solve and avoid because those were flip-flopped for the two of us Mm -hmm. was being extroverted versus introverted. So when conflict comes knocking... And I'm not using that to be cheesy. (laughs) It just makes sense. Like, this is specifically when it's conflict that you're not causing. And I keep saying it that way because we do plan to cover in our next episode when you're the one that starts conflict or has an issue that you need. Yeah, that you need to address. And so you know that you're about to start conflict. Totally different thing. So when conflict comes to you as an individual how you handle it um plays it's based a lot on your personality and extrovert versus introvert is something that we've talked a lot about at this point so we were talking about the difference between um an extrovert pushing an introvert too much because as an extrovert I have certainly seen the expression come across some of my introverted friends when I know I'm about to push them into something that they maybe don't want to get into and they feel like the way I handle conflict comes off a little more aggressive because I don't, yeah, I don't have, I don't have the same concerns about, like when I avoid conflict, it's not because... I don't want to deal with the people. It's that the logic has been lost. The reason's been lost to me. So I'm checking out. And neither one of us are very feeling people. So sorry to all of our feeling friends out there. Um, We love you anyway. (laughs) We just don't relate very well. I have so much respect for you. Um, so much respect for accommodators, really, but I, because I, that, I don't have that capability. So, Amanda, tell us about being pushed by an extrovert. You said you had some that work That is almost <laughs> the quickest way to escalate something with an introvert, because they will check out, like, fast. And then they will dig, I tend to dig in my heels and being like, the most passive probably passive aggressive person at that point because if you push me and I feel like you're disrespecting how I want to process the problem or I feel like I'm not being heard then once you cross that disrespect line I'm like I'm done like you're gonna run this conflict however you want and you're not gonna get any help from me Ooh, and what about when there are multiple people involved do you really feel like you're kind of put in a corner because the extrovert is going to go around and talk to everyone involved? 
honestly, let's see. I'm trying to think of a time where I, it was me and another introvert. But I tend to usually try to side with someone in that mm. instance. And I usually try to side with the accommodating extrovert. Because I feel like that helps because they are very feeling, very influencing of people's relationships. And I'm the logical one. So I feel like that subconsciously makes like a really good partnership. So we can cover all of our Balance bases. Each other. And then we can t- take down the other. <laughs> take down the empress and is the aggressive extrovert because yeah, I rarely Sorry. in a group <laughs> Me. setting I, bar- I rarely go at it alone to be honest in so. a group setting for me the very first thing I determine is if there's another alpha in the group and if there if I don't see anyone else stepping up and taking control of the situation is then that the one you zero in on no I become that person and because I want to I want to find the right solution so I feel like it needs a leader so I will become that leader if there's not someone else stepping up to do that and then if someone else does step up who wants to kind of be that person then the next thing I determine is if they are basing their leadership off of their feelings or the same thing that I would base it off of which is to find the compromise or the solution to the problem and if I determine that they are too emotionally involved then I I don't like to run over people that is one aspect of conflict that I will avoid at all cost which is why competing is so low on mine because it's not really about competition for me it's just about finding the right solution so if I feel like that person hasn't quite found their balance then I try to guide them and by guiding them the whole group is guided in the conflict that's very good resolution I I can't believe that just like came out of my mouth (laughs) dang that makes a lot of sense (laughs) oh my goodness um so I so in our discussion about this oh hello I'm gonna be sticky later <laughs> just spilled <laughs> wine on me I haven't even drank that much okay. throwing wine I'm throwing wine I'm causing conflict um in our discussion about this episode we realized that we do kind of compromise the same pouring that really close to the speaker everybody's gonna hear that <laughs> Oh no! That's oh yeah, you're. No, 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 no. Look, that's like a that's like two swigs. It's one drink. Leg. It. That's one. Swig. Oh, I couldn't tell how much was left. This so we good. felt like we compromised very similarly, but one thing that we thought we did completely different was avoiding. And I think you started to touch on this, but you will avoid a situation for a totally different reason than I will avoid a situation. I got hiccups. <laughs> It's been a long day. <laughs> Since conflict is so low on my priority list, I just want everyone to get along and not annoy me. <laughs> Notice how she says annoy me. Oh, annoy me. <laughs> like I just, I feel like, like I said, it, it comes to a, a respect thing. Because I rarely dig in for anything because I don't oh, think anything. Shit, <laughs> 
Go for I it. I lost my train of thought. What am I... How do you avoid and how do I avoid? Mm-hmm. I avoid because I... I mean, I don't like people to begin with. What? <laughs> Say that louder? <laughs> I don't like people to begin with, especially when they're in my space and time. So then, like, if they're forcing me to resolve something I don't think is correct or is fair, mostly fair, then I will check out and or become horribly passive aggressive. You can just count me as a, a dead weight from them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna help you at all. If you I don't, start, I need help a paperweight. <laughs> I'll sit on your desk. I know. Can you just? I can see it now. Amanda sitting on my desk. <laughs> oh, hey, Amanda. What are you doing here? Shh. Don't talk to the paperweight. Paperweight. <laughs> and I know that's probably a immature way of handling things. But honestly, like, we joke about this. Like, I feel like I've just become, like, a 70-year-old man. Like, I don't (laughs) care enough to invest in anything unless I feel like it's going to be beneficial. Except when you're dealing with 70-year-old men. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Not my match in 70-year-old men because they equally do not give a (laughs) shit. For me, avoiding a situation only happens after I have tried to solve it. And then if I determine that nobody in the group is actually interested in coming up with a solution, then I check out. And then that's where all of the Philly people just overrun the whole situation. And that brings us to our next talking point. Again, we love all of our feeling people out there. I do. And There's a place for you in the world, just not next to me on the couch. I feel <laughs> like after the logical people have run their course and everyone's kind of like defeated, I feel like the accommodators mm-hmm. kind of go in for a second round and be like, guys, come on, like it's not that big of a deal. We can figure this out. But then don't you think at that point, too, that the conflict was probably more about emotions to begin with anyway? Did so we let our emotions get into a conflict? Did what? Did we let our emotions get into a conflict? Like if we aren't right, I, then I certainly have been in some conflicts due to my emotions. <laughs> I think that is a very good point. So it's not a bad thing that that happens. You know what? I think we just totally went through a whole marriage relationship. <laughs> I think that's what we did. Because isn't that exactly... Okay, picture this. (laughs) You come home from work. You slam the door to the garage and you throw down your car keys and you're like, oh, Sally just was so annoying today. And then your husband immediately is like, oh, well, what did you say to her to make her that way? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Exactly. It's... I just tried to tell her this, and she didn't want to have anything to do with listening to me. And, and then he goes into the, well, tomorrow you could say that. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm done. Done with it. <laughs> I'm moving on. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Crap, I don't know what this <laughs> <laughs> And then that's where the accommodators step in, and they, they come in. You know what? They're the cleaning crew. They clean up the feelers and the thinkers. Yeah. They do. They come in and they're like, ah, you're all full of it. Yeah. I'm going to take care of this situation. So at your previous jobs, 
Did your conflicts there ever get resolved? <laughs> no. No, I quit a lot of my jobs just in shambles. Like, I just left debris behind. <laughs> I've had a lot of hard lessons to learn in the art of conflict. It, so, the compromising thing and kind of being raised to do that. Also, my family is, as we've mentioned previously, um, 90% introverts so within my family growing up we really solved conflict by going off into separate rooms which is not solving anything that's avoiding that's avoiding that's yeah big big avoiders um i mean i mean if we had to solve something it probably was done by compromise most of the time so Early on in adulthood, it was very hard for me to deal with conflict because I really didn't know. Because you didn't I, have to face explosive yeah, situations. I ran into the computers, and I would say if I had my husband take this quiz, he's probably a computer. He just enjoys it, like not in an angry, bad kind of way, but he, he thrives on it. He's like, you know, the... Um, Oh my gosh, what is it called in school? The debaters, mm-hmm. the debaters, yeah. Um, I ran into those for the first time. I ran into ah, the just drama queens and every everything other than what I was used to. And people who were very aggressive about making you deal with conflicts immediately and not giving you time to go off and think about it. I- that is the worst. It still makes my head spin thinking about being around those type of situations because there was no easy way out of those. Because it was a computer who was a filler, who was domineering <laughs> a lot because it was management. It was a lot of people that were just aggressive and in your face. And, and a lot of people, I feel like, once they get in those roles and they haven't been properly trained, then they kind of take the stance, well, I'm in charge, so I'm right. And mm, that's yeah. really not how you can manage people effectively. That's very true. Definitely was what I ran into. It wouldn't have mattered too much what I said. I think that, yeah, they were going to run over me regardless. So... I got a lot of really good experience with having to just retreat <laughs> and then go back through the situation in my head and think about what I could have done, what they did wrong. So I I will look at other people's mistakes and try not to repeat them. And now that I'm a manager, I really do try not to be that person that I experienced so much as a manager, the pushy, I'm always right type of person who doesn't care about feelings or reason. Because there's balance. When you are in a position of authority, you have to have balance between those two. You cannot 100% be one way or the other Mm -hmm. in those situations. And I can sometimes, even if a computer is, like, really aggressive, if they're 
logic is fair, I feel like, whether it feels like it or not, I can usually get behind that. So it's not like Mm -hmm. they have to be, like, totally deny how, like, what they want and how they see things because, like I said, it's a little bit of a balance, but I can see accommodators and I can see computers' point of view. So the theme I'm seeing come out of this discussion is there, when conflict happens, there's two reasons for conflict primarily that I am getting. It's either someone's feelings have been hurt in some way or there is a situation outside of the people involved that has arose that needs to be handled and solved or has caused conflict between two people. It could be that it's a third party person or it could be it can be a lot of things that cause that conflict but there's two main reasons why you would get wrapped up in someone's conflict so if you can pinpoint what it is okay if it's about this person's feelings and they really genuinely feel like they've been hurt in some way then you can deal with it accordingly based on that which is where the accommodator or the avoider is probably the best practice because emotions are very sticky. I mean, they... So, well, but then there's also... I feel like I'm backtracking now because... Because <laughs> then what I was thinking earlier, too, with feelings is you can ask them what caused them to feel that way and sometimes there is an actual logical thing behind that. And then sometimes it's just that they want to be mad. So I guess you ha- you do have to figure that out. But the way that you handle those situations is different from if there's an actual problem that's occurred. And then the people involved in that, you have to kind of get them past their feelings. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm getting quite tired. I'm so sleepy. Oh, I was just going to say something, and this might be next episode. Let's see about avoiding oh like if I feel like I'm being pushed and that my emotions are coming to the surface 99% of the time I'm going to avoid you so you don't have to deal with my emotions that's a good point yeah because I have to have time to figure out like I need to pinpoint where my emotions are coming from if that's in fact the problem with me that I need to have addressed that the conflict is causing. So what about our reactions to conflict? So we've got the coworker, they've come, they've knocked on our door. What is it that they're telling us? Is it something that affects us? And how do we react to that? So if it's something that it's their problem and they're just involving us in it, don't we react differently to that? That's true. So do we... Is it about avoiding their emotional problems or is it about avoiding our emotional problems? (laughs) You should see Amanda's face right now. I got deep. So many emotions. (laughs) So many. It's a good thing. I'm not going to say that out loud. I'm just saying the stars of the universe pass my <laughs> head. It's so hard to... Okay. 
We gotta, we've got got to address this, though, Amanda. Yeah, we do. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind. Our reaction to the conflict that has been presented to us will affect the outcome. Honestly, I want to say it has to do with how much you're invested in that person. Like, does it come... I feel like it comes down to personally for me. Mm-hmm. Because if this is kind of an abstract person or thing from a acquaintance, I don't. You're not gonna get. As I'm involved. not gonna. You're gonna brush it off and, and move on. And I almost do that for people that I care about. Like if there's like no reason for me to get involved, and I'm kind of like. Sorry about you. <laughs> I'll be here if you want to talk about it, but I can't. <laughs> like with me, you kind of put your advice out there and you're good. Yeah. Which I appreciate because I don't I don't need a lot of like overthinking no. situations or anything. Like that's kind of if I'm talking about something it's pretty much because I just want your thoughts on it. So, yeah, I would say that's probably the case for me too I would really be interested to hear from our audience on some of this on what you think I'm very interested in see what our audience tests them on reactions because I can think of times when people have come to me with conflicts that they are dealing with and I immediately want to go throw down <laughs> that's true I, I have that and <laughs> then I can think of other times where people have brought things to me and I'm like, okay, let's move on with our day. <laughs> Go get yourself a brownie or a coffee. And so I, I think the degree of, so if it's something that involves another person, if it's someone comes to me and they're telling me about conflict that they have with another person, that's when I take more interest. But if they come to me with a conflict about a situation that I immediately can see where they did something wrong and I'm kind of like backing away yeah. a little bit because I don't really want to have to tell them <laughs> that their dumb mistake got them Caused into that the situation. That's true. I, w- I would agree to that. I gloss that over quite a bit actually. Yeah. I'm kind of a that... learn learn your own lessons person. Unless my advice is asked for directly, I'm just going to let you sink your own boat. Sorry. I feel like <laughs> being pushy. I mean, they can just as easily ignore your advice and be like, I didn't ask you about that. I just went to tell someone or something like that. Yeah. So until you can gauge the situation and what your involvement should actually be. So I think the lesson learned here is communication communication you've got to you got to ask questions you got to find out what's the motivator behind the conflict is it feeling or is there actually a legit problem that needs to be dealt with you've got to know how many people's involved you've got to know if that person may be digging their own grave you've got to you got to know if they want your advice or not so there's a good amount of listening that has to be done in the beginning of a conflict, any conflict. Be the listener, audience. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm full of cheese. 
This is what I happens when we don't have it. actual cheese. I did or six supplies. hours of driving today too, okay? I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. I'm checking out. The this is the end. Um more information to follow about our social media. We will I almost said talk to you soon. We will but... talk to you because you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Laura and I just want to let you know where to find us on all your favorite social media spots. If you are on Twitter looking for us at pop underscore personality, Facebook and Instagram is at personality pills. And if you'd like to shoot us an email with some of your ideas about um, your own personality or those around you, your experiences, you can do so at personality period that's the thought, yo, pills at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Um, If it's not from me, then it will be from Amanda when she remembers our password. Later, all. Thank you.